This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, reaction is coming in from both of Alabama's senators when it comes to the actions taken by the Mexican government regarding a the seizure of materials at a port in Mexico was caught on security camera and posted to Twitter by former Trump administration staffer Cliff Sims. Those materials were supposed to be shipped to Birmingham-based Vulcan Materials Company. Now Senator Tommy Tuberville says that the Mexican government is undermining the U.S. company from operating in Mexico with these actions. Tuberville also took to Twitter to say that Joe Biden continues to bury his head in the sand and not confront Mexican President Lopez Obrador when it comes to this aggressive action. Senator Katie Britt has also called the move unlawful and unacceptable, and state lawmaker Chip Brown spoke with 1819 News referring to a letter that was written by Vulcan CEO J. Thomas Hill to the Mexican ambassador here in the U.S. In that letter, Hill says that the Mexican-based materials company called CMEX, along with the military and Mexican police, forced entry into Vulcan's private property without a court order or warrant to justify the actions. Brown is a part of the Alabama Port Waterway and Intermodal Transit Committee, and he's calling it a hostile takeover of a port terminal. Amazon announced at the start of this week that 9,000 employee layoffs are coming in addition to the 18,000 layoffs that were announced this past January. Amazon CEO Andy Jassy sent the memos out to employees saying the cuts will occur within the Amazon Web Services, Advertising, and Video Live Streaming Service Divisions. Jassy referred to uncertainty of the U.S. economy as the reason for the cuts. He says it's necessary to streamline the company's costs and headcount. There are four different Amazon facilities here in Alabama, in Huntsville, Montgomery, and Birmingham. The final positions to ultimately be cut will be announced later in April. This past Monday, the Daily Detail reported on a Birmingham-based doctor who has a new COVID-related discovery that's coming out in a paper. Dr. Jordan Vaughn is the CEO of MedHelp, who has been treating thousands of patients with long COVID. One of the symptoms that is involved is the creation of micro blood clots, and in some cases, a patient's inability to break down those clots. 18-year-old Landon Williams was one of those cases. 1890 News reported on Williams's year-long journey with his family to find answers. Well, Williams Williams finally did start to get answers when he met with Dr. Vaughn and went on anticoagulant medication. The Daily Detail checked in with Williams and his mother, Jill, this past January to find out how treatment was going, and this is what he had to say. On a scale of 1 to 10, how are you feeling right now? Well, I'd probably say a solid 7. A solid 7. I still have my struggles, but I am getting there. And there's just a bunch that has actually happened since we have gotten back from Cyprus. Basically, when we got back from Cyprus, we went to Dr. Vaughn's office and he did some blood work and some other things on me. And so as I was walking out, he yelled my name and he said, hey, Landon, come back here. He said, I want to do one more thing. And so they ran the genetic panel on me and I didn't think anything of it. it. And so I said, "Okay." it was like 15 tubes of of blood. And I was like, "Okay, well, I guess we can just do this to to check off, check off that uh, tab, uh, I guess. So anyway, so we were walking out, we got in the car and two weeks later, Dr. Vaughn emailed me and said, you have a genetic disorder. And he said, you're um, homozygote is what it's called. So you're ha- you have homozygote and heterozygote. Okay. So I was 4G, 4G. 
um, for plasminogen activator inhibitor one, which everyone has PIO one levels. And so basically with 4G, 4G, mine are very elevated. So anyway, he started doing the test on all of his long haulers. And as of right now, the last time that I've, that they have told me, I think it's 82 out of 90 people have this genetic disorder and they really think it's a medical breakthrough. So we are super excited. Um, Dr. Vaughn is actually in the works of publishing a paper with uh, Doug Kell and some other top doctors, but we are really optimistic about this. So right now I'm on low dose triple therapy, which is the anticoagulant. And then I'm also on Jardiant and metformin. And, th- and I'm on those to help lower my PAI uh, levels. Because when you have extremely high levels of PA, of PIO one, your body has the inability to break down fibrin and clots. Okay. And so it is believed that everyone that gets vaccinated or gets COVID gets these microclots. And because Recia Pretoris down in South Africa, she actually did a study on 40 patients that had COVID, not long COVID, but COVID, and all 40 of them had the microclots. But through the process of fibrinolysis, their body can naturally break all that stuff down. <clears throat> so what they're seeing is that these people who have persistent symptoms and get long COVID, um, it's because those clots are still there and their body cannot naturally break it down because they have this genetic mutation. I will continue to share parts of my conversation with Landon Williams on Wednesday of this week. Jury selection is getting underway in Dothan for the cold case that has been revived through DNA links. WTVY News is now reporting that 300 prospective jurors have been summoned regarding the Coley McCraney trial that is going to begin this coming April. McCraney is accused of killing two 17-year-old teenage girls back in 1999. Those girls were J.B. Beasley and Tracy Hollett. They got lost in Ozark while driving together to a party. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, President Joe Biden vetoed a bill for the first time since taking office. That bill would have eliminated the allowance for ESG investments in retirement plans. The practice of ESG investing was first put in place by the Labor Department, which allowed for retirement fund managers to make investment choices based off of environmental, social, and governance standards rather than safe investment returns. Only two Democrats in the U.S. Senate voted for the bill, so enough votes to override the veto is, doesn't appear to be possible. Democrat Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia was one of those voting for the bill, and he's now criticizing the Biden administration for continuing to prioritize a radical policy agenda over sound economic energy and national security decisions. Manchin called it absolutely infuriating. House Republicans took action on Monday after Donald Trump indicated over the weekend that he could be arrested by the Manhattan District Attorney this week on revived charges involving hush money paid to porn star Stormy Daniels. Three committee chairmen in the U.S. House have sent a letter to Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg demanding that he provide documents and testimony related to his recent investigation into Trump. The letter says that federal prosecutors have declined multiple times to pursue the allegations in the past. The letter is written by Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, James Comer of Kentucky, and Brian Steele of Wisconsin. They point out that this indictment comes after years of searching for any basis for a charge against Trump. 
House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has gone so far as to call Bragg's actions an abuse of power and using his elected office for a political agenda. McCarthy wants Bragg to account for how he used federal funds in this probe. Democrats in Congress say that the Republicans' actions fall outside of their jurisdiction within Congress. Trump was impeached twice while he was in the White House as president and then acquitted by the Senate. And he says he will continue to campaign for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination, even if he's charged by D.A. Bragg. The House Freedom Caucus has made a statement this week when it comes to bailing out banks. The Freedom Caucus is opposed to any government bailout, saying the banking industry woes are a result of federal regulators failing to do their jobs or foresee the incoming crisis. The Freedom Caucus says that rampant spending by the Biden administration, as well as inept management of monetary policy by the Federal Reserve, has created the conditions for these banking collapses, such as Signature and Silicon Valley Bank. And they also say that the forgotten men and women of America are done with government bailouts. The state of Wyoming becomes the first state to specifically outlaw the abortion pill from being allowed in that state. Governor Mark Gordon has signed the bill into law. The bill is called the Prohibiting Chemical Abortions Bill and would inflict a fine as well as prison time upon any doctor or other person who distributes, prescribes, or provides a woman with an abortion-causing medication. Women who do go through with a chemical abortion on their own will not be criminally prosecuted. 13 states have a blanket ban on all forms of abortion, including in pill form. 15 other states have limited access to the abortion pill. The mayor of Miami Beach is wanting to cancel spring break when it comes to the college students that have trekked to that city for big parties. Democrat Mayor Dan Gelber says it's too rowdy, disorderly, and difficult for police. He says the city cannot handle the young, rambunctious partygoers. This comes after two men were shot to death on a sidewalk along the beach area just this past weekend. Streets and cars and businesses have also been trashed by the rampant revelry in the city. At least 70 guns have also been confiscated in the Miami Beach area in the past three weeks alone. This has all caused city leaders to incorporate a curfew just a day ago. One hotel owner who has been in the business for over 30 years in Miami, Mitch Novick, spoke with Fox News on Monday saying the Miami Beach brand has been damaged beyond recognition for the last decade. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.